I've had the pleasure of interviewing some incredible artists, and I've also been able to feature some of their work. Now I will bring this work to you on a regular basis, because every other week on the Hazlitt Coffee Talk podcast, you can expect an intermezzo. In other words, some work featuring the artists that I've interviewed previously. You'll hear work by singers, songwriters, musicians, and even writers. Anything that can be heard might be featured. So stay tuned and enjoy. This is Lucille Sapio, and this is Hazlitt Coffee Talk, Intermezzo. This week's Intermezzo is featuring one of my own short stories, Lawn Service. For people who know my family, they might recognize at least one of the characters. I spent the better part of my life more or less preparing myself for my mother's death. I know that sounds kind of weird, but I always figured if I got myself expecting it, when she did die, it wouldn't be so hard to take it. Sort of saying ha-ha to fate. So when my father died first, I was totally unequipped. Of course, I wasn't alone. Only my mother seemed to be ready to deal with his passing and able to go on with life until the day she drove across the lawn. Dad's pride and joy was that lawn. He watered, edged, fertilized, seeded, and weeded. He did everything old Mr. Infante told him to do. He acted like it was a job, grumbling and complaining about the amount of effort required. But whenever someone suggested he just hire Mr. Infante or some other landscaper, he'd holler about the waste of money and rant about the kind of people who were too lazy to perform so basic a chore for themselves. And sod? (laughs) So... We grew up dreading the growing season because none of us escaped. Spring meant sowing and fertilizing and making sure our friends avoided the newly seeded areas so carefully covered with old sheets or straw. Then, in the summers, when our schoolmates were enjoying barbecues and backyard pools, we were forbidden to so much as play a game of badminton on the virgin grass because it would destroy his carefully nurtured carpet. Daily watering from spring through fall became his most often used form of discipline. Back then, sprinkler systems were virtually non-existent, and besides, even if they had been around, you can bet he would have called them a waste of money and a sign of laziness. Don't even get me started on fall cleanup. So when Dad surprised us by dropping dead in the middle of lawn season, we weren't prepared. Not that anyone's ever prepared, but we were right in the middle of daily watering, weekly cutting, and bi-weekly edging. And even after Dad's funeral, none of us even discussed changing our routine. At least, not until Mom totally lost it. She always got the worst of it, his obsession with perfection. All those years being forced to listen every morning to his newest complaint about the lawn. It was growing too fast. It wasn't growing fast enough. It was infested with weeds. The weed and feed that idiot at the garden center recommended killed off more turf than thistle. It rained so much, the son of a bitch and roots were rotting. It was so goddamn dry out, he had to water it twice a day. The kids and their smart-ass friends kept walking right the hell over the new grass. Those lazy kids gotta be reminded every damn day that the sprinklers got to be set, and so on, and so on. I always wondered why he had this obsession, and I think now I finally got it figured out. He worked in a job he hated for a boss he couldn't stand, because he had to. He lived in a house that always needed a paint job, or new gutters, or another termite treatment. There was practically nothing in his life he could control, except the lawn. Good old Mother Nature. He had licked her, beat her into submission, made her do his bidding. Only she was he able to truly dominate. Except, I guess, for my mother, come to think of it. Why did she put up with him? How did she put up with him? My sisters and I knew that coming down to breakfast meant becoming the target of his inevitable morning tirade. We learned good and early how to skip breakfast and run past the kitchen on the way to school. But mom had no choice. At least, I guess that's the way she saw it. I can't imagine why else she put up with him. 
So she lived with it and him and his daily gripes. And when he died, we knew something had to give, somehow. The shit hit the fan one afternoon, right about the time I was getting dropped off from a day at the beach with my friend and her parents. What a nice day it had been. Her father smiled and joked and made me feel really comfortable. Sort of like how my father acted around company now that I think about it. Who knows what her father turned into behind the family door. Anyway, I was getting out of Sarah's father's car when I saw her. Apparently, according to old Mrs. Hoffman, who never did know how to mind her own business, especially when it came to our family, because we weren't Methodists like the rest of the neighborhood, which is entirely another story. Someone had walked by when Mom was out front and commented on how nice the lawn looked. I guess it just sort of pushed her into some alternate reality, because just as I got there, she had started up the Buick and began driving it back and forth across the lawn. At first, I thought maybe there was some logical explanation, though who the heck knows what possibly could give her a reason to drive back and forth across the lawn. But I figured there must be one. So I tried to go over to the car, and that's when I realized she was beyond hope. Her eyes had this kind of glazed zombie look, like she was on drugs or something, which she certainly wasn't, because my mother never took anything stronger than aspirin, not even a drink of wine in her entire life. So you can imagine my surprise when she nearly ran me over as she mangled the fescue and deliberately destroyed the ground cover around the oak tree. That was the least of it. After the actual lawn was pretty much gone, she didn't even stop to clean off the windshield. She backed up into the rhododendrons, which actually were looking pretty good up to that point, then practically did a wheelie as she crossed the driveway and headed for the annuals. They were mincemeat in no time flat, which kind of saddened me because they had been the part of the yard I was responsible for weeding, and I gotta say, I did a darn good job of keeping those dandelions at bay. I was starting to get dizzy just watching her fly back and forth around the yard, and I had to squeeze my eyes shut once or twice just to get my bearing. At one point, she actually drove along the fence, making a perfect rut in between the row of lilies, which was really kind of cool. When she started doing donuts in the rose bushes, I realized I was standing there with my mouth wide open and my head shaking. It's amazing how she managed all that without even slightly damaging the car, unless you want to count the mud and grass caught up under the wheel well, which really doesn't count since that's not really damage, just temporary debris, so to speak. Sarah and her parents stared for a while until I turned to them and shrugged my shoulders. I guess they figured it was some family thing because her family backed up and drove away before I even got a chance to give them a second look, which of course I didn't because I was too engrossed with watching my mother flip out. When it seemed like she was never going to stop driving up and back over the muddy ground, the car stalled out. I saw her look around and I saw the tears start to roll down her face. But nothing prepared me for my mother's wail. It rose like a siren like it came from an animal caught in a snare. I thought she would have been happy. I thought she would have felt freed. But sometimes, I guess getting out of a trap is more painful than being in one. I love the arts, and I love to talk, and that's why I'm talking to local artists. And if you like listening, then subscribe to my podcast. You can do it on this page, on iTunes, or anywhere you get podcasts. I'm Lucille Sapio, and this is Hazlitt Coffee Talk. Intermezzo. Intermezzo.